This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. football fans and welcome to the onside kick my name is ricky widmer and as always i'm joined by the mark weber dub them east and mario it's nice having you in the studio this week i feel like every week you switch off yeah. between saying that and your other your other <laughs> thing about the mvp hotline yeah the mvp hot- well we had you on it what was it two weeks ago then you were in studio and then last week last second you're like you know what i can't remember what you said you were doing but you're like you know what working I think I got a call in this week, and I went, ugh, why can't you live five minutes from the studio like I do? Yeah, it's a it's a drive. I, I drove, you know what, Ricky? I drove, you drove a lot two today. and a half hours, no, three yeah. and a half hours to get here today, so you yeah. should be proud of me. You, when you said you were in Springfield for the day, mm-hmm. the state capital of Illinois, I was like, hey, you know what? Doing work. Maybe, uh, maybe we're going to be on the phone again this week. Doing work and working hard. And working hard or hardly working, that's what I always say. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys this week. Going to be talking Ezekiel Elliott. Could he be the next Adrian Peterson? We're also going to be talking about whether the Chiefs should trade Jamal Charles. I know it's an off-season topic. Just bear with us. And then the Patriots' actual news, they cut or waived, I should say, Dominique Easley. We just talked about them last week. But we're going to start, Mark, with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm looking at an article right now from ESPN. It's an insider article, and it just says it very bluntly. Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. And it's funny that I read that to you because I couldn't, I can't remember if it was on this show, if it was on the primetime podcast, if it was in a video, but I have remembered saying it. And I'll say it again here so it's officially on the record. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be as good and possibly the next Adrian Peterson. He is going to be that good from stepping on the football field year one. Yeah, I think the big thing is, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, compared to Adrian Peterson for sure, because you're comparing to one of the absolute best, probably especially the, the best right best now. Best running back of the modern era mm-hmm. that is playing right now. Yeah. So I think the most important thing to really think about, um, not boom or bust, because I think we can all agree there's no bust real possibility unless he blows out his knee in training camp. Every training camp, there's no bust potential here. It's going to be good. Um, so it's really that kind of. We don't want to. We don't. I don't care about if he's going to be Adrian Peterson. I don't think he's going to bust. My thing that I'm really interested about is the team that he can go to mm-hmm. and take that team to the next level. Because some of these teams in the top ten, because I don't really, I don't necessarily agree with dra- drafting a, uh, a running back that soon. But in this special category here, this special player, some of these teams like the Baltimore Ravens, I the Dallas Cowboys, I was just these are bring teams that they draft this guy and light switch, they turned it on and they're ready to go. And the reason, like I say, I was going to bring the Ravens up actually is because you know me. I like to look at history and I like to play timeline. Like, oh, this happened for Adrian Peterson. So that means Ezekiel Elliott will probably get... The same thing, right? And the Minnesota Vikings in 2007, was when AP was drafted, with the seventh overall pick, they took AP. Well, 
The reason why I bring up the Baltimore Ravens is they are drafting six, which is close to the seventh spot. I don't think Elliott's going to go seven because San Francisco is going to take a quarterback. They already got Carlos Hyde. They don't need another Ohio State running back. And to me, the Ravens could be that team that takes Zeke Elliott. And the reason why is they need a running back bad, man. They have not had a running back, and I'm going to say it. I know that they've – Pierce has been serviceable. Talia Farrow was serviceable this past year. But let's be honest. They have not had a main running back that has been their guy since they let Ray Rice go. For sure. For sure. I think there's a lot of teams right now that are in the top ten that you wouldn't expect to be in the top ten. They mm-hmm. didn't necessarily deserve to be there, uh, whether it's the Ravens, whether it's the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, um, Eagles, I mean, it's not super surprising that they were there. But Chip Kelly, you know, we thought we could have gotten more out of Chip Kelly probably uh, at the beginning and in the offseason coming into the regular season last year. So a lot of these teams right there, and these are teams that I feel all of them will just kind of light switch as soon as they get this one key part. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most dangerous things, even though it's not the biggest need, New York Giants. I mean, for as good as that passing attack is, if you go ahead you and then Eli had add a that threat, yeah, I mean that that passing attack is already one of the best in the NFL. All of a sudden, running game too, mm-hmm. that is deadly. I mean, I've I'm already kind of buying in on the New York Giants winning this division next year. You put that in there, and all of a sudden it's oh hey, New York Giants, they got a shot at the Super Bowl. Well, and see, that's another thing that has to play into this just a little bit. If you're sitting there going, well, guys, could could Zeke be the next best thing since Adrian Peterson is? He's got to go. To me, it's it kind of seems like a duh thing to say, but he has to go to the right team. And, I mean, I look back at AP the year before he was drafted, so looking at the 2006 season, the leading rusher for the Vikings was Chester Taylor. And in that year had twelve over just over 1,200 yards, had six touchdowns, six runs of over 20-plus yards. And then, boom, AP comes in there, has 1,341 yards as a rookie, doubles, Chester Taylor's touchdown marks from Chester Taylor had six. AP then had 12 and 11 runs of at least 20 yards in that season. I think Zeke, he's got to hit the right team. And he can do that if it's a team like the Ravens, like the Giants. Teams that, I mean, last year we were looking at them going, yeah, they they don't have a run game that strikes the fear of God in you. And you're talking about striking the fear of God in a, in your opposing team. That's what the that's what the New York Giants are. And I don't want to keep raving on the on the New York Giants. Go ahead being and the do pick, it, Mark. But I think if if any, I don't know. I just think that's the dream situation there. If he can somehow get to number ten, which I don't know if that's going to happen because I don't mm-hmm. know if the Baltimore Ravens pass him up. Uh, Dallas Cowboys even have a serious discussion before passing him up. You know, Eagles too. I think that's it's worth having the discussion. Um, but yeah, I just think that's such a such a perfect situation there. The one thing I like about you know the Dallas Cowboys, for example, yes, it's not a big need. You know, they were a good 
rushing attack. It was the passing attack last year with all the injuries that was not happening. Uh, McFadden definitely is a great, you know, he, he's a great kind of fill-in guy. He's doing more than just filling in. But I don't know. You get that. You get that kind of. I mean, we don't say franchise mm-hmm. guy when we're not talking about quarterbacks, but you get that one kind of centerpiece who's going to be there for years. Like AP. Yeah, exactly. I think that's great, especially after just losing one and saying anybody can run mm-hmm. behind our offensive line and then having to be proven that, yeah, that's not exactly true. This would be a perfect way to bounce back and say, yeah, you know what? We realize we made a mistake. We chose Des Bryant, and we're glad to have Des Bryant. We're not upset about that, but we wish we had both. We wish we were able to keep both. Now we have Ezekiel Elliott. All is forgotten. All is forgiven. Let's get back into the playoffs. Well, let's be honest. The Cowboys kind of situation, just based on the numbers, the rushing numbers for McFadden last season, to me fit more of that comparison when we were looking at Chester Taylor mm-hmm. compared to AP, because McFadden had just over a thousand yards, three touchdowns last season. So if Zeke can come in and just basically say, "Hey, I'm going to take that and run for 300 more yards, and I'm going to du- at least double, maybe even triple that touchdown production." And looking at the other teams like the Ravens earlier in the podcast, I said Bernard Pierce. I was thinking two years ago. I know somebody in the comments has already roasted me for it, but I'm going to correct myself. I meant to say Justin Forsett and Lorenzo Taliaferro last year for the Ravens, and I completely forgot about uh, Javarius Allen, who kind of came on the scene and was like a one-week fantasy kind of boomer. But, I mean, just looking at Forsett, led the team with 641 yards, which as a starting running back, you're like, okay, well— that's not that good for a starting running back and two touchdowns. And then we had Rashad Jennings and kind of Shane Vereen for the Giants. So they were kind of yeah. doing a committee, but 863 yards for Jennings and three touchdowns. I think we got to look at one thing uh, for, for people like me who say taking a quarter or taking a running back early is not the best thing. Remember Todd Gurley with the now Los Angeles Rams, then St. Louis Rams. Mm -hmm. 11,000 yards, 10 touchdowns. This was a guy who came in and made an impact. Yes, we do have to remember, it's the Los Angeles Rams, so let's not get too excited. It's a 7-9 team in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. Fortunately, the San Francisco 49ers decided to make this division quite a bit easier, uh, but it's still very difficult with two double-digit win teams. Arizona and Seattle. Uh, so it's a, it's definitely a good thing. But we look at that, and this was not the greatest rushing attack before. Mm-hmm. Get this guy, number 10 overall, much like my, uh, you know, I'm going to keep ranting about the New York Giants. And then all of a sudden, boom, one of the top 10 pa- our rushing attacks that there are. But coincidentally, the worst passing team in, in the NFL. But maybe they're going to fix that in the draft or just put themselves in a worse situation. We'll see. Well, and the one thing that they mention, and it's Sam Monson, who's the writer on ESPN for the Insider article about Zeke being the best running back prospect since AP, he even mentions, he goes, he thinks that, you know, Zeke has the potential to be have a bigger impact than Gurley. However, he says a lot of people look at it and go, 
Zeke isn't the same kind of runner as Peterson or Gurley. And the biggest knock is that he isn't as dynamic, or people think that he's not going to be as dynamic as Peterson and Gurley. But to me, I watching Zeke's film, watching him play at Ohio State, you get a good line in front of him. This is a player that's going to be a three-down back in the NFL. And yeah, he may not be the exact same type of runner as an Adrian Peterson, but this is kind of a thing where I know we're going to be talking about it. It's kind of like when you look at the NBA, where, oh, why is Steph Curry having so much success? It's going to be one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, just like we look at Steph Curry playing in this NBA and Michael had to play in a different NBA that was more physical, that's what we're going to be saying here, where, okay, a little things have changed in the league, and now these guys don't have to come in and run the exact same way as Adrian Peterson to have the same effect. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good thing, though, to remember. Uh, I I remember, of course, you know, because being, unfortunately, Matt Forte is not here anymore, but in Chicago, the Chicago Bears, who was our number one wide receiver? Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. And Ezekiel Elliott is a great option to catch the ball and then, and then run with it. So he's going to be great with that. He's good at making, you know, getting yards after contact. He's not going to be the player to give up, which is nice. And I think that's what any of these teams, when you're a team that's lower down, mm-hmm. you need someone like that, someone to kind of revitalize the team and show that you don't give up. And all these teams, we talk about the New York Giants having one of the best passing game or, or passing teams in the NFL. Baltimore Ravens, they got Mark Trestman. That team likes to throw the ball. Uh, so. And then, of course, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll see what happens with them when it comes to passing the ball. But these are all teams that would love to do that. And that will just help more, not only with play action, as always, not only with making the defense not just do one thing, they got to guard both, but to then be able to pass to your running back and then have him go do that, it's going to be, it's going to be. I mean, I'd think, sure. Well, actually, you know what? I would say for. Uh, for Ezekiel Elliott, he's actually in a good position because the teams that are at the bottom here that are just playing bad and you mm-hmm. don't want to be at, none of them need a running back. The Titans aren't going to draft one. The Cleveland Browns aren't going to draft one. Chargers won't draft one. Jacksonville Jaguars, most likely not going to draft one. Possible, but it's not going to happen. Uh, well, I mean, the Jaguars won't do it either. The Jaguars, they have running backs. Mm-hmm. They don't need a running back. To me, like... I feel like those teams, it's like we know that the Titans are either going to go Luntzel or Tunsil. I kind of put the first name and the second name together. He can be together, Luntzel from now on. But it's okay. Instead of El Tunsil, he's Luntzel mm-hmm. or Ramsey. And those other teams, Jacksonville being one of them, Jacksonville's going to go more defensive in yeah. my mind in this draft. And they don't really need that running back because they got TJ Yeldon. They mm-hmm. signed Chris Ivory. They have Shoelace. Robinson in the backfield. So, I mean, they've got, to me, a committee of guys where they don't have to look at Zeke. And the one thing I am going to do, because I have ran from it and I pulled it up, so, I mean, if I pulled it up, I might as well say it, is if you look at the stats, Zeke ran for 3,961 yards in his three-year career at Ohio State, 43 touchdowns, 58 receptions, for 449 yards. You look at AP, 4,041 yards 
had 41 touchdowns, 24 receptions, 198 receiving yards. So in college, it looked Zeke, he's had more. He's had more chances to catch the ball out of the backfield than AP did. The main difference is AP had more total yards. You look at the average, 6.7 for Zeke, only 5.4 for AP coming out of college. And Zeke also had more touchdowns than AP yep. coming out of college. And one thing you you got to like about about Ezekiel Elliott, too, is just the fact that when did we all learn him? When it mattered most. The college football playoff two years ago. Exactly. When it was time to to win and time to go and get yourself that championship. Mm-hmm. This is when the man came on. That's when it all came together. And that's what you like to see. You know, you want to see a guy who has that success. Not that it matters the most, but you you like a guy who has been at the top, one of the top tier Against. programs. Who's done one of the best, you know, he he did the best you can do in Against one of the college football teams that year after year, I mean, they won it this past year and they win it a lot. They always do. Alabama. He did that against Alabama. Yeah. And then was able to dethrone the Marcus Mariota-led Oregon Ducks where Dennis Green would have been standing on the sideline going, you want to crown their asses? Crown their asses! Because everyone thought Oregon was going to win that game. Exactly. So, I mean, you definitely... You like seeing the guy that when the lights get bright, when it's mm-hmm. a big moment, he's not going to mess it up. What lights are brighter than New York, baby? Maybe Chicago, but that's because I'm biased. But New York has hey, some pretty you know bright what? lights. If he's there at 11 and the Chicago Bears take him, I'm not <laughs> upset. I don't really get it, but I'm not upset. Does he fall that far, though? No, he, this man, he's not getting out of the top 10. Yeah, I think he's a top 10 back. And I, I really think... That he goes to the Ravens, but if he doesn't go to the Ravens, the Giants would be stupid not to pass him up. But as a final verdict, just a yes or no, maybe a little little last final thoughts, mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, let's say five years from now, are we looking back going, wow, Zeke Elliott, he's been the best thing since Adrian Peterson? I think when he is there, and Adrian Peterson is gone, we're going to be calling him the best in the NFL. Best running back in the NFL. So I guess that the answer to your question is yes. You think Adrian Peterson is going to be, how many years left do you think AP has? Maybe three. Because he's been in the league since 2007. He's at an ACL yeah. tear already. So has, he's definitely closer to the end rather than the beginning. Yeah. I, I think it's Easy, just by looking at the film, looking at him play, I think this is a no-brainer. I think Zeke is going to be the best running back since Adrian Peterson. And it's funny because every time I think about Adrian Peterson, Mm -hmm. I think about the story that I've said on podcasts before, but I'm going to say it again in case you're a new viewer. I remember it was, oh, that was my junior year of high school. And I'm sitting down with my buddies. Dave was in the fantasy league, and we're having the live draft. And it's late in the draft, and I'm going, okay, I'm going to do it. And I got my Viking jersey on. I go, I'm going to take Adrian Peterson. And everyone starts laughing. They're like, what? The guy from the Bears? I go, no, the guy from the Vikings. They all start laughing even more because rookie coming out of college 
nobody knew that he was going to be as good as he was. And I went on to go to the championship in that game, in that league, mainly because AP had a phenomenal rookie season and had what, like three or four or maybe more touchdowns against mm-hmm. the Chicago Bears in Soldier Field that year. Remember that game for sure, but it was a great year. And I think Zeke has the possibility to do the exact same thing this upcoming year after he gets drafted. But let us know down below in the comment section what you guys think of Zeke. Is he going to be the next best thing since Adrian Peterson? 